Fintech Chatter. Brought to you by Tier 1 People, leaders in Fintech executive search. I'm your host, Dexter Cousins. And since 2019, I've interviewed hundreds of fintech leaders. Every single interview has given me insights, a little gem or a pearl of wisdom that I love to share with my network. This bite size comes from David Washbrook, who is the co-founder of Look Who's Charging. Look Who's Charging are a real Aussie fintech success story, having bootstrapped to a successful exit in 2021. Here's David sharing his secrets to getting traction with the big four banks early on without needing VC money and bootstrapping the business. You can check out the full interview by following us on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to leave us a like and a review. Going back to time, David, there was a lot of you know, innovation theater and yeah, guys, put us a prototype together and we'll kind of see whether we want to run with it. You know, and there was a lot of people getting burnt that way. Yet you guys get them to stump up money up front for you to go and kind of essentially kind of implement the thing. How, how did you do that? Yeah, well, it's, it's a good point. It's a decision we made early on, Dexter. It was a quote I heard. Um, maybe one of your your sort of peers in the UK does a fintech podcast that the banks, you know, they have more pilots than British Airways or Qantas running. Um, so we did make the decision pretty early on, I think, to avoid avoid going down that route, which was which was good. Um, we were also both incredibly naive, which I think worked in our favor. Neither of us had an enterprise sales background and neither of us had any real experience in financial services. So to us, um, you know, it's pretty simple. Here's a real problem and here's a solution. <laughs> and, and we were probably a bit of luck involved, to be honest with, with NAB at the time, the COO and, um, um, Luke, um, Luke, who, who I think you've met over there at, um, at, at NAB as well. Um, you know, they'd spent an afternoon in the call center and they'd sat there with phone call after phone call coming through, um, to the bank of people phoning up, literally stepping through their statement line by line going, what's this, you know, what's this mm. JJR enterprises? What's this, you know, yeah. Gotham city auto. What's this, you know, David Washbrook, PTY limited, what's this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we, yeah, it was probably a chance then that it, it'd become a real problem for them. They were trying to work with one of the big schemes out there to come up with a solution. Um, um, and yeah, a bit of right time, right place. So it, it was a problem they'd identified, but also finding the right people at the 30,000 people organizations. Um, um, there are a lot of people in those organizations who I think, you know, can, um, don't necessarily want to, you know, they're, they're not necessarily incentivized or rewarded to, to do something different, right? If they, if they don't mess up, they can probably make a career. Um, whereas if they put themselves out there, try and do something new and, and fails, there's not sort of that, that, that environment. Um, so it's finding really the right people at the organizations who will take a bit of a, a bit of a risk. Um, so we were, we were lucky, I guess, in that respect as well to come across the right people, um, 
very quickly. And um, yeah, it was a very quick process with NAB, eight months from start to go live, which at the time we thought was uh, incredibly long. But, but having <laughs> having been in the industry now for a few years, realized it's, it's exceptionally quick, um, quick process. Um, so uh, we'll talk about that, that process in a minute. Um, but uh, one of the other things I want to kind of ask you about is, um, you know, enterprise sales, going out and asking for investment. The, you know, these types of processes are fraught with danger. And oftentimes you get caught in scenarios where, you know, you, you, there's often people trying to take advantage of you and put you into positions where you feel like you're almost backed into a corner. How did you kind of navigate the negotiations with, you know, VCs or, or, or big four banks? To ensure that you know you were you were still retaining ownership of of look who's charging. Yeah, it's a good question, Dexter. And look, in the early days, it's very very hard, right? Because the balance of power in the early days, um, you know, you are struggling to survive, right? It's um, you know, you're on a, a very tight thread every single day in the early days. It's hard. Look, as you become more established, the the balance of power definitely definitely shifts and. You know, in our latter years, there were some big, you know, global enterprises, some of the biggest enterprises in the world. We, we would just say no to, you know, it's like, this is the deal, take it or leave it. Mm. Um, but in those early days, yeah, it's, um, it's much, much harder. Um, I'd say our overall experience was, was pretty good and, 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 and pretty fair. We, we didn't have to deal with VCs because we were, we were bootstrapped, but on the whole dealing with, um, with with the large banks, I think they're probably used to working with large organizations where things take forever and the bill is very, very big. Um, you know, we put forward what we thought was a pretty, pretty reasonable, you know, amount for them to pay. And it's probably a fraction of what they pay for services that add less value um, working with these other big organizations. Um, so, so generally it was, um, it, it was a pretty good experience. Um, and, and as I said, they were very good as well with sort of payment terms, et cetera, which was pretty, pretty, pretty critical for us in the, the earlier stages. Um, but it, it almost shifts before you know it, you know, one day you're waking up and you're, you know, your inbox is empty. You're having to work the phones really hard. You're probably giving away more than you want to in negotiations, but you know, all of a sudden before you know it, that, that, that that flywheel starts starts yeah. turning, and you wake up every day, and you're no longer doing anything proactive. You you're looking at your inbox and deciding which of the twenty opportunities you you're gonna gonna pick up. So and it, it happens. Was, um, it happened that fast in in your experience, did it? it, it well, it, yeah. Look, it, it felt like it did. Um, you know, and it's probably adapting your mindset a bit as well to to to, to move and, and change um, when, when that when that does uh, when that does happen. But it's a a good position, I think, for the for the, for the business to be in. We were very fortunate to to get there. Um, but it's also you know trying to then still remain proactive with um, you know developing new products, working with new clients, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. No. Thanks for listening. If you're coming back, thanks so much for your support. And if you're new to the show, make sure to follow us and leave a review. You can connect with me, Dexter Cousins, on LinkedIn and Twitter. Until the next episode, stay safe. Fintech Chatter is presented by Tier 1 People, leaders in fintech executive search. 
We find world-class talent to build world-class fintech ventures. And you can find us at tier1people.com.